This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the 67th episode of Kiwi and the Bird, Book Nerds in Session. I'm Taylor. I'm Kami. And in this episode, we're going to go into an in-depth discussion about the sweet and starry-eyed This Time It's Real by Anne Leong. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Here's how our book discussions work. We're going to try to fit in all of our thoughts and feelings for This Time It's Real in just half an hour. If you like this episode or this show or what we do, guess what? We would love to have your support. Yeah, because you know what? If you donate to Kiwi and the Bird via our handle at Kiwi and the Bird on Venmo, we can do cool crap like talk about this book. <laughs> True. If you want us to... <laughs> we can just keep doing what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, just like keep us up... Just, just keep, let, Let's just stay stable. Okay, let's, let's not try to be better. Let's just, like, stay where we are. <laughs> so, yes, uh, visit us on Venmo, or there is also a link in the episode description that you can click on that helps us out. Yeah. And also cool things like giveaways and, like, fun activities and, like, our whole social media thing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if we want to add that on. <laughs> now, as we discuss everything about this time, it's real, and I mean everything, here is your one and only... Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert! Kami, would you like to give us a spoiler alert sound effect? And now, on to the show. Okay. Here's the thing about this book. Kaz is very charming. He was very charming and he was very sweet. And I liked him as a character and I was like, Oh, you're exactly what I thought a Chinese actor would be like. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's going to make me watch a Chinese drama again. And did I? I didn't. But I wanted to. Oh, dang. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't. Why did you not? I might have read a book. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the romance was handled fairly well in this book, um, particularly with the whole fake dating trope. I do think the author could have, I think she could have pumped it up a bit more. Because mm. I think for their first kiss, I wasn't as excited as I wanted to be. Because I, if I remember correctly, which I probably don't, their first kiss happens pretty late in the book. And it's kind of like this stage thing to make it seem like they really are dating, right? Because it's in front of their whole school it's this whole thing. And I typically really enjoy having a first kiss being that late in the book because that means it's like everything has been built up. But I don't, but I personally believe that the book had lost its pacing right about halfway through. And so like the, everything like building up to it just kind of fell short for me. One of my favorite things about Kaz though was how he, one, he did, actually he does ride a motorcycle, which... It's really hot. I, I don't know what it is, but like once a guy rides a motorcycle, I'm immediately like, oh, you're hotter. <laughs> it's the helmet. <laughs> I thought it was a leather jacket. It's probably both. <laughs> but it's also like the speed. <laughs> and also oh, a yeah, little yeah. bit of the danger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it's like, 
It's edgy. Yes. Mm. I think one of the, his best moments was when he bonded with Eliza's little sister. Because that was it's such a cute thing for a guy to do. You know? Because guys, you would expect guys to just be like solely in it for like the physical things. And it's very superficial. So the fact that like... He, like, knew his little sister and, like, he bonded with her and, like, he made her smile and, she, like, she really liked him and was affectionate for him. Like, that's that's the greenest flag. Mm-hmm. That is the greenest flag. Yeah. What about you, though? I think the romance in this book was super sweet and super, I keep saying this over and over again. I don't know why. I guess it's just who I am. But very perfect for spring, even though it's kind of end of spring now. And we're going to summer. We're going to summer help um i liked that because at this point we there's been a lot of fake dating stories right i mean and there's been a lot of ones that have gone really big like love hypothesis and the spanish love deception and so it's kind of like when you write fake dating how are you going to make it different Mm -hmm. and i think what the author did a really good job was making the fake dating different where you still have what you love most in fake dating where it's like the forced proximity and they're having to go on dates and kind of like the public peeing a part of things. But also that I think what made this one different was that Kaz is an actor. So it kind of takes things to the next level. Next level. It's not about just fooling your families. It's kind of about fooling the entire world as well. Um, and Kaz was super sweet. And I did like that both characters had two very different sets of problems. But that they were kind of equipped to help each other out because of the strengths that they already had. I liked that Kaz, you know, his parents didn't really approve of him being an actor, even though he was successful at it and that he's famous and that he's kind of a a rising star. And I liked that he had the conflict where he doesn't like accepting help. He doesn't like letting people see him when he's not perfect, which makes sense. It makes sense to his character because he is an actor. He has to have the best angle at all times. He has to be camera ready. And then opposingly with Liz, I think she has a little bit more probably like the insecurity because even when um, Kaz goes to meet her little sister, she kind of gets bummed out because she's like, she kind of gets jealous of Kaz almost. Yeah. She kind of, she, it's the FOMO. Yeah. She feels the FOMO. What is that? Uh, feeling uh, left out. I don't know the exact thing. <laughs> feeling out my out. <laughs> It's an acronym, and it means feeling left out. No, fear of missing out. Oh. Fear of missing out. Oh, oh that's what it is. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm with the times. <laughs> and so I liked, too, that at the end of the story, it wasn't like miscommunication or kind of like those typical conflicts that broke them apart, but more so like the internal battles that they have within themselves, mainly more so on Eliza's end because I think Kaz fell first, as they say, and he was really sweet as he fell first. Um, and so I liked that they, she kind of had to emotionally handle what she was going through before kind of being able to come together in in the relationship. Um, I think one of my favorite moments that I told you, and I think you said that it was really common in C dramas was when Eliza took care of Kaz when he was sick. Oh, that, no, that's huge in Asian culture in general. You can go find any C drama, anime, Korean drama, 
they have that trope of the person getting sick and the only person who could come take care of them is the love interest. It's a whole thing. But it works because when she did take care of him, it was super sweet how he was like, you know, will you stay with me? And she's like patting him down from his fever and staying close. And, and again, the fact that it's targeting his vulnerabilities where he likes to be perfect all the time, but she's seen him in like the most imperfect state he has ever been, you know, just having that sweet little connecting moment. And then I... I did like the kiss in public just because it's like (laughs) her realizing it's real, even though they're putting on a fake display. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the contrast and it's like, Oh, but then when they had to have the interview toward the end of the book where they're pretending like they're still in love, but they're at their most disconnected. And I was like, Oh my gosh. But then he professed to her. Sorry, I'm going on a real rant here. He professed to her. He recited the lines that was in his latest show, right? Mm-hmm. But when he was saying it to her, it felt so real. And I felt like I felt like it was real. <laughs> and I was like, he's not acting. He's in love with you. Go to him. And and so I feel like the book had really strong moments like that. Where, again, it felt more unique to the fake dating genre. I do think themes could have been pushed a bit. I do think that... Like, the the themes were there. I just wanted to see them, like, forced. Well, not forced, but enhanced a bit more to really build up the angst or to build up, like, those little connecting moments. But I did like that there was time spent with them getting to know each other through the uh, chemistry building dates, through Kaz's just, like, completely unfiltered <laughs> remarks. <laughs> That line floored me. I told you this before. I, I told Tay this before. But the line that like absolutely floored me where I was like, no, I'm this. This is my kind of character was when he's like, oh, well, yeah, we can go around Beijing and you can, you know, reacquaint yourself with your country with me. Or you can do what most directors do for dramas and just throw the main leads into a dark room for 15 minutes and see what happens. You get real close to each other after that. I was like, it's not verbatim, but that's essentially what he says. And like the audacity, like the charm, the the little like I know he like raised his eyebrow a little bit. <laughs> like, that whole thing. It just floored me. But there's for some reason, I don't know if it's just in books, but bluntness or directness is kind of hot. It's no, but it's a it's a typical kind, right? Mm. It's the kind where it's something you don't want to talk about, and it's you first have to like skirt around it, and then the person just goes for it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. when it's really attractive. And then, because that moment did make me blush, and I was like, you know what? We should maybe consider doing that as well. Let's do the fifteen <laughs> minutes in the closet and the tour around <laughs> the why country. Why choose? Just have both. Yeah, like <laughs> let's not deny ourselves. <laughs> you only live once. <laughs> Yolo. <laughs> I think no. I think overall, what I really liked about this book is that once you got to the romantic moments they were written well and like you like you felt the feelings and everything i think the moments between the really strong romantic moments weren't connecting enough Mm. like the book kind of felt slightly disjointed to me in terms of pacing and in terms of like how it was written because i feel like there were certain things that we should have been shown rather than just told what had happened and a lot of things that we were shown I think could have just been told to us Mm. um I think for me I think it's so funny that one of the last scenes is at the end when um Eliza thinks that Cass had gotten hurt on set 
and she rushes to the hospital and she's like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe this. Like, I, did she think she, he was dead or just like severely injured? Um, <laughs> when his, his, uh, coworker, like his co-actor mm-hmm. basically implied that he was dead by the way he said something. Right. That's right. That's yeah. right. And I was like, bro, literally you could have used any other words. What's hilarious to me is that such a common scene in Asian media. Like I can name three dramas off the top of my head where that happens. Like, almost verbatim, where, like, they come rushing to the hospital so worried, and then someone's like, oh, oh, no, something terrible happened, and then they have this moment, and the person comes out, and they hug them, and it's, like, a whole thing, and that's where they, like, confess. Literally, it's such a, like, <laughs> I appreciate the the dedication to, like, the C-drama tropes. Like, I, I love Dead Love C. I love recognizing them. That one I think we could have left out. <laughs> Or I would have preferred it a little earlier instead of completely at the end. The I I liked the circumstances. And when I say I like, I don't mean like I like people getting hurt. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. Fictional people, sure. But in context of him having, he uh, broke his arm, yes. right? Mm-hmm. In a past stunt. So the fact that it was kind of coming back up that he was getting hurt in a stunt. I was like, oh, I like that. It works. It fits us with his background and then she can have a lot more worry because he hides pain really well which oh my goodness that was so sad in his backstory <laughs> sorry i get so <laughs> i get so distracted i'm so sorry um and so i liked that that kind of was what drew them back together was that story because i feel like that was one of his most vulnerable poignant moments um i i don't think that the <laughs> the co-actor needed to imply accidentally that he died I was like, I don't, I don't know if that was necessary, <laughs> but I did like the scene. I think, oh, one moment that really did get me was when she had lost her bracelet. Oh, and then he was like, well, let's go back and look for it. And he literally was like, they like went around the city until she found it. And he's like, well, I don't know what it is, but I know it's important to you. And I was like, my boy, that's a man. That's, that's a, a man, man right, right there. there. <laughs> And I, okay, this is just my personal preference, but I don't like that so much of it was public. Yeah, yeah. Because I think I would have really loved, like, I know the significance of the interview scene because it's like, oh, we we still have to um, put on a show, put on a show, but we're like, we're not talking right now, but I still really care for you. And I think that was a good scene to like really cement that. But I would have preferred maybe one other scene where he was that vulnerable, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I actually wish the book was longer for that reason. Because mm. I feel like with um, the things that were in there, like, we could have had, like, a 400-page book, and I would have been satisfied. Yeah. Or uh, another moment that I liked was when she kissed him as he took a picture on the cheek. She kissed him on the cheek. Oh, yeah. And surprised him. I don't know. I was like, I felt like I could see the moment in my mind. And I was like, you know what, man, I ship it. (laughs) It was cute. I think, no, overall, I think the author did a really good job of kind of making a scenario where it's like you, you would feel, how do I explain this? It's like you can insert yourself into Eliza's character, but she's enough of her own to let the story stand. Yeah. 
So you feel okay crushing on Kaz, Mm -hmm. but then also are still happy that he ends up with her. Yeah, especially (laughs) for, like, people who love sea dramas. Like, I could very much see this, like, being a thing. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Now let's move on to side characters, which we do have a few in this book. So what did you think about the side characters? I think they fell flat for me. Some of them did. Because there were two of Kaz's actor friends that were mentioned one to three times where I didn't understand their place in the story at all. Like, I was like, they're barely in this. I don't understand why they needed to be introduced. Okay. But at the same time, I really liked um, Eliza's little sister, Emily, because I feel that really grounds Eliza's, um, well, two two of Eliza's um, conflicts in the story. One being how she feels distant from her heritage and like where she where she's from and everything with moving around so much. And the second is like not like being the new kid and like not really having any friends anywhere. And I think having her little sister, like having someone that she's protective of, but like also like things that like, oh, Emily like has it so much better than I do to realize that she doesn't. And like Emily having her own little character arc really cemented that for Eliza's character. So I actually really liked Emily and for, like, all that she did in the story, plus her having her own little thing. So, like, I think she was a really well-done side character. So, but I think that was, like, the high. There was a high and there was a low, but there wasn't quite a middle for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, Kaz's friends definitely, like, like you said, they were mentioned, but they didn't really play much of a part in the story. I actually thought that maybe Eliza would get to know them more. Yeah. And that maybe the any perceptions she had of them originally would change. But they were kind of more peppered throughout the story. It was kind of like they were background pieces, like uh, extras in a scene. Um, and so I, I would have liked to have seen more, but then I also didn't feel like I was missing much, not seeing more. I didn't think I was miss- missing Oh, you bit. did. Because I was curious how Kaz became friends with them. Yes. And I think they could have introduced a bit more of Kaz's struggles as an actor. Mm-hmm. that would have been a really good way to introduce that and really cement like oh like Kaz is very dedicated to his work but it's very hard work like he mm-hmm. works very hard like we already know that but I think seeing that through those characters would have really helped like kind of bring it full circle oh that's interesting I hadn't thought of it like that that would be an interesting way to bring in that angle mm-hmm. maybe even before Eliza starts to see it like maybe because they said that she starts to see it yeah kind of oh interesting I didn't think of it like that uh, I totally agree, though, with Emily. I thought Emily was a great character in that, at first, Eliza's envious of her, but then you realize that Emily also feels alone, that she also struggles, that just moving around so much, it takes its toll on everyone. Mm-hmm. No one is kind of spared from that and from being the new kid. And I liked uh, I liked the conflict that Zoe, Eliza's best friend, posed for Eliza. 
in that Eliza's kind of learned through moving so much, it's better not to make friends because over time you lose those connections. And so we kind of see that fear come to life with Zoe because throughout the story, you kind of see them drop off from each other. They don't do their little heart sign off. They don't talk as much. They're busy. They're meeting different people. And I mean, I've moved around before. I unfortunately do know that pain is rough. And so I did like seeing Eliza worrying about that. But then it kind of getting a conclusion at the end where she's like, no, I want to be your friend. I want us to keep connected. And and maybe like it, it gives the reader a sense that the future would be different than the past friendships. And so I did like that. I do wish that maybe there had been a little bit more to their reunion because mm-hmm. it felt like her reunion with Zoe kind of resolved pretty quickly. Yes where I don't think it'd be that easy. It's it's just hard to keep up with people when you have long distance. And so I think if like it was multiple efforts over a certain amount of time that that would make it feel a little bit more realistic and maybe a little bit more permanent. But I did like the basis of what it was getting across. I think, yeah, for me, Zoe was on the low end mm. in terms of side characters. Because I understood that she couldn't be in the story very much because it was a long distance kind of thing. But I think she could have been brought in more with flashbacks. Oh. Which I think could have added more to the resolution. And I think that is what, like, their story was missing. I would have rather have seen their relationship for myself instead of... That was one of the things where I wish I was shown a bit more of that instead of just being told about Mm -hmm. it. Because if we see it, if we see how they used to be, and then we see in the present... Like, how they are now over, you know, just digital communication and, like, them not doing the heart scenes and, like, the heart signs when they sign off and everything. I think that would have added more emotion to it. Hmm. And then I think the pacing for the resolution would have come much more naturally. So kind of, like, grounding things with memories? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Because that would be a good way to get, like, the before and the after. Yeah. So you kind of really see the toll of not having this friendship. Yeah, I think... For the romance, this book was was pretty good, but I think for side characters the and to really enrich the entire story, the book should have been longer. Mm. One of the, I, I, I'll say, like, one of the group of side characters I thought would play a bigger part was Eliza's uh, family. Parents. Yeah, her, her parents, parents, but also her um, external relatives. Oh, really? Is that what it's called? External relatives? Uh, am I saying that weird? external family is that right i think so okay i don't know it just sounded really weird all of a sudden (laughs) but because you know when um they were having a family reunion and Mm -hmm. she saw her grandmother and her grandmother started crying Mm -hmm. and i thought that was going to be more emotionally delved into oh like i thought that that would be a part of eliza's arc and reconnecting with her heritage and her country was going to be through her family and kind of like reconnecting those bonds that it seemed like she didn't feel like were super strong. And so I thought that her grandmother crying would be the basis and beginning for that. But then I never really felt like that got touched on again. And I don't know, maybe it wasn't meant to be. It felt significant to me. Mm -hmm. So that's why I thought it was going to come back. But maybe that was just that moment. I don't know. I did feel I wanted more from that. I wanted more from Eliza's family in general other Mm. than Emily because I think Emily was very much on like Eliza's side of things because they had gone through the same things so I really wanted to see um, Eliza's interactions with her family 
And I think her parents should have been involved more. Mm. Because in the beginning of the story, we really get this sense of, like, her mother and how, like, she's a very efficient person and all of these things. And so I was kind of expecting more conflict with her mom, just, like, based on how the story was introduced. Um, And I was actually kind of happy with the fact that her mom was, like, very understanding of everything and all those things. But, like, she wasn't mentioned enough in the story for that to really, like, hold any any, um, anger for me. Mm. Especially since, I mean, Eliza, I think, would have the most issue with her mother since it's because of her that they move around so much. Yeah, that's true. Why wouldn't, like, there, there sh- not should, but it would seem like there would be a bit of resentment Yeah, maybe that. Like, maybe she's, like, trying to, like, be more mature about it, but maybe it's just something that's, like, building inside of her mm. because of all the loneliness that she feels and, like, how she doesn't feel connected to her country. And I think that her mother could have been really a really good linchpin for that. I do remember feeling surprised that she did turn to her mother at the end, like, that she broke down in front of her mother because... I didn't really feel like they had any emotional moments before that. I thought their relationship was actually kind of professional Mm -hmm. because of the mom, because she was, again, that super efficient powerhouse corporate woman. And so I do, I wish it had either been one or the other. Like, either she's kind of distant from her mom, but finds that same, like, emotional resonance somewhere else, or if she's learned to have that relationship with her mom, or something that just tells me a little bit more about their relationship. Yeah, and also her dad, like, her dad's this poet, I think, mm-hmm. but he's also barely mentioned in the story, and I'm like, for someone who loves her family so much, and for someone whose only people in her life are her family, like, I would have expected more interactions other than just them, like, being at home, mm. and, like, watching see jobs together. Mm. I did like, though, how, like... She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm dating this guy. And it's like the movie star on the screen. <laughs> and they're like, no, you're not. You're like, let's not lie, okay? <laughs> that was, I think that was a very good family moment. That was, that was very cute. And I was like, that's exactly what would happen to me. Like, I, that, that would happen. <laughs> if I told my family, oh, yeah, I'm dating that guy, they'd be like, oh, Kimi. <laughs> my family would be like. Maybe they'd be feel too bad to contend it. They'd be like, okay. Like, yeah, okay, you're dating him. <laughs> you don't even leave the house. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One question I had with the ending yes. was, if this was me, mm-hmm. would I ever tell the world that the relationship was indeed fake. Absolutely not. I wouldn't. Thank no. you. Thank no. you. The fact that she came clean about it and she's like, guys, this is fake, but this, but now it's real. I was like, this time it's <laughs> real. <laughs> I was like, girl, just like, just say it was real the whole time. Just like, let <laughs> people believe that. Okay. Like, just keep, do- just keep doing what you're doing. People are going to be like, oh, like, look at them. It was probably real the whole time. Like, it looks even more real now. 
Literally, that's all she had to do. Yeah. I was like, you can still keep good relations with your publisher. You can still keep, you know, a good reputation. Just, no one needs to know your business. Yeah. Just, and and, and you know what? Like, they didn't need to be a part of it. No. I would have... Even, I would have just said, oh, we're still dating, but extra hard now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or you could be like, yeah, we went through a rough break because that's what couples do. Why? Because they're human. Yeah. We're not cross-species dating people. Thankfully, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only thing about Danny. And okay, story-wise, I get it. You know, like, it makes sense that you don't want your protagonist to lie or to keep up a lie forever. But also... I'm like, it's just between you and him. So. I mean, well, her family too, I guess. She felt guilt. But. But they ended up together. But, but they ended up together. So Weird. do you go and tell your family, hey, by the way, this whole relationship I just had was fake. But this time, <laughs> it's real. Or do you just say, hey, we're still dating, you know, and kind of save the emotional turnaround. Yeah. You can just be like, oh, yeah, sorry, we went through a fight. Yeah. That's it. That's all I gotta do. Yeah. Or or just like, he had a film to shoot. He did. And he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a lie. That wasn't a lie. You gotta just put a little bit of truth in there. Yeah. I don't, but everything else, like, you know, I felt like the, there was the resolution with the romance. You know, they're dating now. Yeah. If you didn't know, this time it's real. Is it? Is it? Is it the truth now? <laughs> And, you know, like, she has a new place and has friends and, you know, there's, her her path is different going forward. Yeah. So the ending, I feel like, was resolved that way. Yes. But the only thing that was just, I was like, <laughs> why tell everyone the truth? I think for me, the resolution just came too quickly. Mm. Right? Everything was built up and then it was just, like, kind of rushed and then we were at the end. Mm. And, like, I think, again, it just would have been better if the book was longer so that the author could have explored a bit more which really actually that's kind of a compliment because if you want a book to be longer it means like that you like it or at least i hope that there's enough material (laughs) to to carry it through yeah Yeah. i guess it, it would depend on the author yeah Now, whether or not there is a sequel to this book, I actually don't know. I don't think there will be. This this feels like a standalone. It does feel right. But if there was a sequel, what do you think would happen? I think what would happen is the typical sea trauma fashion. Oh. In which if the couple gets together before the last episode, they break up and then they come back together and then they break up and then they come back together. And it's this terrible cycle where you hate everyone and then you're only in it for the secondary love interest. <laughs> I, I sense some experience. <laughs> Have I done this before? Okay, there was one C drama that I watched where I was like, okay, they got together before the last episode, but their conflicts weren't then just breaking up. And I appreciated that, and that's where I would want this to go. Mm. Maybe their conflict would be Kaz's a little too distant, right? Because he is becoming way more famous now and he's working a lot more. And so he kind of has to be away from Eliza and her feelings of, oh, I'm going to be alone again are coming back up. Mm, Yeah. I feel like that would be a very natural progression of the characters and conflicts. Right. Yes. 
A C drama trope I would love <gasps> to see is the back hug. What is a back a hug from a behind? Ba- yeah. Oh. It's very big. It's like like the moment. The hug. Yeah. That's how you know that they love each other. <laughs> it's not the kiss. It's when they hug each other from behind. <laughs> oh, I get it though. It's a really sweet gesture. <laughs> or um, what's another one? Oh yeah, where they sit on the roof and drink beer together because they're adults now. <laughs> Well, I always hate, what I hate in contemporary stories, like usually if there is a sequel, mm-hmm. is that they break up and then they meet again five years later. And I'm like, no, no, no. I don't like when people <laughs> have different lives and don't know stuff and they're different and they change and then they're back together and they have to reminisce, but they're different people. I hate that so much. <laughs> you know what's funny? I actually really like that trope. You do? No, I, lo- I love it because it's like, oh, all these things have happened, but we keep coming back to each other. No, I hate it. I'm like, you could have spent those five years together. And instead, you got to go explore Europe. And you had to go follow your career. <laughs> I'm sensing some unresolved tension here. The thing is, I can't really think of a specific. In- I can. What is it? Oh, my goodness. Well, I watched where the crawdads sing. Oh, how was that? It, <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Oh, I liked it. I haven't the read the book or anything. Are you going to? I don't know. Because oh, I kind of know everything now. <laughs> <laughs> but I watched it. I knew there was a book. Didn't read the book. Just watched the movie. Um, oh, And that happened in the movie. It was a good movie. But there was that moment of time where I was mm. like, I don't, I don't think I like distance. <laughs> See, I think I'm okay with distance. Mm. It can't be too long, though. Like, you can't have kids. No. No, you can't have kids. It has to be, like, you're in a different point, but it's just, like, the next step. Like, you can't skip steps in life and then meet each other, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Because that's too much. You have to have the milestones still. Yeah. But then the moments in between. I don't like it, but <laughs> if you do it, then that has to be it. <laughs> Do you feel in love? Because I feel in love. Um, If I believed in it, sure. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) We are now going to be playing How Would You Survive? We have three minutes to pose three survival scenarios that pertain to this time it's real. It's not going to be three minutes. It's not going to be three minutes. You know who we are. We are liars. (laughs) We got really distracted in this one. I don't think that's going to change. We went on a Marvel (laughs) rant about how we hate humor, and I'm frankly not over it. (laughs) I don't even remember how that one started we the i'm honestly sometimes really impressed (laughs) of the amount of topics we will cover in like a 20 minute period and the emotions that range between them i really think it's um dynamic and that actors should study us yes (laughs) yes if if you want people to play best friends look at us we're very realistic yeah because we're real Question one is, in the story, Eliza has to write an essay about a fake relationship. And let me correct this. She did not have to write an essay about a fake relationship, but she chose. Yeah, she did. (laughs) What lie would you tell to get an A-plus on your paper and potentially go viral? I would not want to go viral. That's just Put that out there. And I could literally write about anything and I would get an A-plus. And yes, that is bragging. And yes, that is very vain of me. But I have the proof. 
in my grades in high school because I did jack shit in those <laughs> classes. And I got an A in every single one. So, mm, mm. players gotta play. <laughs> Haters gonna hate. Yeah, the thing is, I feel like, and you know what? If you're in school right now, do not take this advice. But I feel like it's free reign on school papers. Oh, 100%. Like, no one cares if you tell the truth. Again, this is not educational advice. Do not blame me or implicate me in anything right now. But school papers are dumb. 80% of your time, your teacher is not going to read them. I retold the same story like three times a year and just submit them. And I told that story as many times as I wanted. I even presented it in front of class one time. The paintball one? Yeah. <laughs> and no one said anything. And guess who got 100%? <laughs> Me. <laughs> so really, like, like if you want to go viral, write something emotional. I have, I don't have the ability to do that. That's really hard. Mm. Um, but if you just want to just get your way through school, literally write about anything. <laughs> Our second question is, Kasong is an actor. If you were in a relationship with him, how would you try to figure out if his feelings for you were real? You know, <laughs> this conflict is actually kind of personal because <laughs> my sister is an actress. And when she shows me her auditions or like does an audition in front of me, she really does go into the character so well that she seems like a different person. And I'm like, I've lived with you my entire life. <laughs> And you can just change in a second and just start speaking differently and acting differently and have different mannerisms. I'm like, how do I believe you in any? She used to fake cry when we were younger, too. So this is even stemmed in childhood. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, some people are so good at acting that it's like, how do you believe them? And I guess, I mean, I think for me, I wouldn't necessarily try to figure out if Kaz's feelings were real. I would just believe them. Because I'm gullible and sensitive, and I wouldn't really know how to test it otherwise. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. I wouldn't try to figure out his feelings were real because I could always convince myself that they were not. <laughs> no matter what he did. He could be the most sincere person in the world, and I'd be like, oh yeah, but I bet he's with that with, like, like that with everybody. Or like, oh, but that was probably just like a one-time thing. Like, maybe he was really emotional that mm. day. <laughs> I would like absolutely convince myself that it wasn't real, no matter no matter what the outcome was. And for our last question, we have: If the internet believed your relationship with a celebrity was fake, what would you do? I would do nothing, and here's why. If you, if, okay, let's say the rumor came out that your relationship was fake. What are people going to suspect more? If you do nothing or if you do too much? Mmm. The strat. Yeah. If you, like, start, if you, like, all of a sudden post more and all of those things, we're going to be like, oh, but why are they doing this now? Mm -hmm. If I do nothing, then they're going to be like, oh, well, maybe they've always been secretive about it. Right? And especially in Asian media because... Acting for idols and, like, actors. Uh, not actors necessarily, but idols is, like, forbidden. To date. Yeah. Mm. Because it's like, oh, like, you're, like, the fan's boyfriend or whatever, right? So it's, like, it's much more taboo. It's ridiculous, but it's a thing. And so with that whole thing, like, if 
the, the if they were actually dating, you wouldn't hear a sound of it. And so for that reason, do nothing. Just let it just let people say what they're saying and eventually they'll move on to something else. Marketing. <laughs> Social media influence. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, is that people are always going to think what they think, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so I think in this scenario, I'd be like, frankly, I and and I say this sensitively, but also frankly, I don't quite care. This relationship is indeed fake, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to keep pretending like it's real, <laughs> and that's all you need to know. <laughs> it's like, why do you care if this is fake? True, because you're enjoying it, aren't you? Yeah. You're excited on Twitter. You keep using hashtag me. <laughs> You're having a great time feeding on this little gossip. That's like if this was a if this was a reality show, you'd be eating it up. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, who cares if it's a lie or not? If you enjoy it all the same, isn't that why we read fiction? I thought so. That's just that's politics. That's what you said right there. That's politics. So keep using hashtag love is real. <laughs> I'll be watching. <laughs> I don't know. I went really aggressive. Um, I think that's just the vibe for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us in today's in-depth book discussion about This Time It's Real by Anne Leong. We hope that you will join us on our upcoming episodes. If you enjoyed our content, don't be afraid to subscribe to the series and follow us on social media. On both Twitter and Instagram, we go by the handle at QEingTheBird. And remember, like a library, at QEingTheBird, shh, happens.